This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 149 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from New York City as the crew with an off day on Thursday getting set for a three-game series this weekend with the Mets. The Brewers, as we talk, sitting at an even 500 at 13-13 and 13 on the year. It's been a tough stretch of games. ton of games against the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Cubs out of the gate, and the Brewers have uh, been treading water, so to speak, Tough last week for the crew. That's really where things got a little bit rough for the Brewers as they've just gone one and six over the last week. They lost three or four to the Dodgers. Really all good games, just um, couldn't come out on the winning end of a couple of those at Miller Park. And then getting swept, of course, by the Cardinals in St. Louis. So the Brewers and Cardinals have already played 10 games this year, and the two teams sit at five and five against each other. That's going to be a good battle all season long between these two teams. It hasn't been without fireworks, though, this past week. Christian Yelich, of course, named the National League Player of the Week last week. He had eight home runs during this past homestand. Yelich now has hit all 13 of his home runs this year at home, and that trend continued when he went hitless against the Cardinals at Bush Stadium earlier this week. Yelich, though, has set franchise records for most home runs in the combined months of March and April surpassing Eric Thames' mark of 11 from 2017. And Yelich has also tied Prince Fielder's mark of 13 home runs in a calendar month. Fielder hit 13 in May of 2007. The Brewers, as a team, have featured the long ball more than any other team in the National League. They now have 51 home runs on the season. Let's listen back to some of the highlights from this past week. From the stretch... Jansen deals again, and Yelich sends one in the air to center, way back. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Christian Yelich! And so is the shutout. He takes Jansen out of here in dead center. And the pitch. Swing and a drive in the right. Deep! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Yelich! smokes first pitch he sees tonight boom out of here and it's two nothing brewers one two pitch yelich sends it in the air deep left center field long run for pollock he's at the track bye-bye baseball christian yelich has done it again his 12th home run of the season ryu deals and that one is hit in the air to right and deep get For Yelich, he has done it again off of Ryu. 
Here comes the 0-1 to Braun, and he sends it in the air. Left center field. Ryan Braun, with one good swing, has given the Brewers three more runs. Braun goes deep. A high five of Eddie Cedar as he rounds third. Yelich and Kane waiting for him. Turner. Fly ball left center. Did he get it? Kane going back on the warning track. Jumps up. He caught another one. He just robbed extra bases from Justin Turner. And the fans love it here in Milwaukee. Kershaw is ready and deals. Kane sends one in the air to left center. Deep. Way back. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Kane. And they're on the board. Lorenzo Kane with a high towering drive to the Brewers bullpen. And it's a 5-2 game now. Jansen deals. Swing and a drive to center and deep. Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Eric Thames! He just hit one out of here with two on! And the Brewers have tied the game on a pinch hit. Three run home run by Eric Thames. Whoa! What a shot! to tie it all up against Kenley Jansen. Here's Ryan Braun. And first pitch swinging. Braun sends it deep right field. Martinez looks up. Braun's left the yard. Ryan Braun with his fifth home run of the season. His first solo home run of the season. And the Brewers on the board. It's 3-1. Three to one, Cardinals. Hernan Perez, the batter, he sends this to deep left. Ozuna goes back. He looks up. It's into the Brewers' bullpen. Hernan Perez goes deep, and we are tied in St. Louis. At the back part of the bullpen, three-two pitch. And Grandal sends it in the air, deep left field. Ozuna goes back at the warning track. He reaches up. It is gone. Yasmani Grandal hits his sixth of the season. And the Brewers within a run. It's 5-4. 2-1. Shaw drives one to center. Backing up is Thomas at the warning track. And Travis Shaw has gone deep. That's got to feel good for Shaw. His second of the year. He may chill just a touch. When you've hit 51 home runs, one thing you're never going to be lacking is highlights. Well, let's jump into this week's conversations. We begin with Brewers first baseman Eric Thames. What a week he had. He went deep, as you just heard, on Wednesday afternoon for his fifth home run of the season. And then, of course, as you just heard, he hit that three-run blast on Sunday against the Dodgers in exciting fashion to tie it up. Brewers ended up losing that contest when it was all said and done, but an exciting finish all the same. And I had a chance to catch up with him in St. Louis to talk about that big moment on Sunday at Miller Park and what was it like for him. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. 
joined by Brewers first baseman Eric Thames. Eric, big moment for you yesterday. Obviously, uh, the game didn't end the way you would have wanted it to, but uh, to hit that three-run home run to tie the game in the eighth inning like you did, take me through the moment because I, I know you talked about it afterwards. You're trying to block everything out when you're at the plate. When's the first moment that you hear the crowd and you're aware and present of everything else going on after you send that ball out to center? Um, yeah, definitely when I walked to the plate, you know, everybody knew it was a big situation. And um, it was kind of like, you know, I felt everybody cheering me on, like my teammates and the fans. Um, but I didn't, didn't get too caught up in it. I knew, okay, you know, I have to get a good pitch to hit. Kinley Jansen, great cutter, is a great closer. Um, you know, it, it would all be for nothing if I just chased balls out of the zone and kind of got myself out. So I was looking for a pitch in the zone, something I could handle. And uh, he threw me a couple of tough pitches. I was able to lay off, and then I fouled off a, a cutter and tried to backdoor it. And then that last three, two, I was like, all right, if it's in the zone, you got to launch, and we'll see what happens. Wherever the ball goes, it goes. And um, off the bat, I hit it, and like, I got jammed just a little bit. But I remember I was like, yeah, I think I got that good enough. And I heard the crowd get louder and louder, and then I saw the outfielder, uh, Verdugo. I saw him look up, and it went out, and the crowd just went absolutely nuts, and my teammates were going crazy. So like my, my adrenaline was just spiking. It was, it was, it was insane. Um, but like you said, the game didn't end the way we all liked, but... It was okay. I feel like it was good for the crowd. It was good for the team. Um, I was happy I was able to kind of help the team out and um, pinch hit and do my job. You've had a lot of success as a pinch hitter this year. I think you're 5 of 14 at the plate. That's not an easy job. How have you mentally been able to prepare yourself to be as productive as you've been in that role this year? Um, I would say not care as much. It, it sounds really bad, but... Like really, like when you're playing every day, it's different. You can kind of just relax your mind. You can look in a certain zone of a certain pitcher and this and that. But when you have like pretty much like one one at bat a night or once every two or three games, you're pinch hitting. It's tough, you know, because you put a lot of pressure on yourself to hit the perfect pitch, and a guy could just pitch you nasty, and you get nothing to hit, and you're 0 for 1 with the strikeout, and you're just like, well, now I'm just now I have to go home and sleep on that for a whole day or a whole two days. So it's a matter of just like getting a pitch to hit and putting your best swing on it. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of work to mechanically, you know, to be shorter to the ball, to be ready for any pitch, you know, get balanced timing. Because a lot of it's timing, too. I mean, you're on the bench, you know, you're mentally trying to get stuff together, but it's like you have to know if a guy, you know, has a quick step or this, they need to learn every pitcher, like what they can do. It's intense, but, you know, I'm learning, I'm adapting, and, um, and so far it's working out. It's always easy for people that, that don't play the game to say, well, when guys don't chase as much, they have more success. <laughs> Everybody says that, right? And that's a lot easier said than done. Anybody can get online and look at videos and see how close all of the pitches resemble coming out of the hand and how much time you actually have to make a decision. But that being said, you've had these stretches where you are really disciplined and you make them make a mistake, essentially. What is it for you that you've been able to identify that, that, that gets you into that mode where you really are able to take the right pitches and, and put damage on the ones that they, they make the mistakes on? I would say it's a matter of, um, of me and myself getting out of my own way. Um, no, no pressure. I'm not trying to hit a home run every bat. I'm not trying to um, – it sounds kind of weird, but like even like for now, like my role's on the bench. So if I'm not playing every day, like don't try to play every day because that's when you start to put pressure on yourself. I have to hit this at bat, base load, I have to get a home run, I gotta hit a double. And you start chasing balls out of the zone, you're not really seeing it. So like so really it's just I'm just focusing on like the process of okay, preparing as much as I can and kind of being relaxed and kinda of letting my body kinda of dictate how things go in the game. Cause you know, you know like things in this game, you hit a ball hard, you can line out to somebody or you know, a guy just pitches you nasty, you get like 
you could strike out in three pitches, the guy didn't throw you anything over the plate. You know, the, the umpires are human, so it's like, it's tough, and like the crowd's booing you, like your adrenaline's pumping, like it, it's tough. It's tough to get out of your own way, but even when you work really hard on it, like it's possible, and that's what I'm working on. You seem to be in a good groove right now. Eric, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, thanks for having me. Well, the crew, as we told you, has hit 51 home runs this year. They reached 50 in just 25 games. That's the third fastest in Major League Baseball history behind this year's Seattle Mariners, who did it in just 24 games, and the 2000 Cardinals, who did it in 21 games. The Brewers are hoping to get Mike Moustakis back in the lineup this weekend against the Mets. The second baseman fractured the tip of his ring finger on Saturday against the Dodgers, and he has been out of the lineup ever since. That's a bat that Andy Haynes hopes to have back at his disposal soon, as does assistant hitting coach Jason Lane, whom I caught up with a few days ago. Let's break it down. We're joined by Jason Lane, Brewers assistant hitting coach, and kind of a fun situation for you this year. Uh, changeover in hitting coaches, Andy Haynes now the hitting coach, and for you, you've worked with all of these guys, so I'm sure he's leaned on you at times, especially early, to get familiar with some of the hitters in this uh, on this roster. Yeah, definitely. We got to know each other this offseason when he got the job, and, and us having uh, so many returning guys and, and uh, guys that I'm familiar with on the roster, uh, it was important for us to communicate and, and for me to sort of fill them in on the things and, and the past that some of the guys went through and the journeys last year. And uh, and so, you know, we, we connected on that, and we've kind of joined in spring training and kind of hit the ground running. And uh, it's been great for me as well to, to get a different perspective from a different hitting coach. I, I learned so much with D.C. last year, the last couple of years, the first three years, and um, to, to learn it from a little different angle and, and to pick up on new things is always great. That's a really good point because D.C., a great guy, and certainly had a lot of success under him as well. But it is good as, as a coach coming through the system to, to learn from other guys too, right? And to, to be able to – everybody kind of borrows and learns from each other. Absolutely. You need, you need a bunch of different angles and different perspectives as a hitting coach because – you have to get to so many different players who learn different ways. So you can't just have one way that, that you believe in because that, that might not be the way the guy learns. That might not be what makes sense to him. So you have to have different angles and different perspectives to be able to really address and help all players' needs. All right. Obviously, any time we talk to you, we got to talk about Christian Yelich and what he's been able to do. It's, it's hard to really wrap your mind around the success that he's having and just how difficult it's been to even keep him in the yard. How often are you shaking your head when he's coming back to the dugout in almost disbelief? Um, quite a bit. I mean, you don't you don't see runs like this, except that you know I, I was with him all last year and, and watched it, and, and especially the whole second half of the season. And he really uh, he really took off uh, or started this year right right where he left off. And um, you know it, it, it's amazing what's going on. But when you know the guy and you know how he prepares and you know uh, how he competes. Um, you can see you can see how he he has this kind of success because because he knows himself really well. He prepares as good as anyone I've ever seen, and more importantly, he competes uh, at a level that you don't see very often. And I think more importantly than his swing and his mechanics is that edge he has as a competitor is is phenomenal. Last night, it's a 13-4 to game. Travis Shaw hits a home run in the ninth inning and makes it 13-5. Might, might have seemed like a throwaway thing to some people, but probably not to Travis Shaw, who's been trying to get himself going. How big can one swing like that be 
for a guy trying to get himself right and get himself into a good place? Uh, it can be huge, and, and you know, I think there were a couple different uh, things that happened that game, even though we got beat and, and we're out of the game after uh, – the seventh there, um, there were some good things that happened. And as you know, as, as a hitting coach, it's tough because it, very rarely do you have all the guys clicking. You know, there's always a guy or two uh, that are that are in a tough spot, even when the team's going well. So you're always you're always looking for that that result that might click click a guy in. And Trav, you know, hasn't hasn't gotten going like he wanted to. Um, and a swing like that certainly can help and we're hoping that uh you know he builds off of that and keeps it going jason we appreciate it thanks so much thanks lane checking in on the farm Okay, let's begin in Class A. The Timber Rattlers are 7-11 and so far this year after a 4-3 loss to Cedar Rapids on Wednesday. On Tuesday, left-handed pitcher Aaron Ashby. This is a really promising young arm in the Brewers system. He earned his first win of the season in the first game of the Timber Rattlers doubleheader matchup against Cedar Rapids. Ashby tossed five innings, recorded 10 strikeouts. He issued three walks and no hits after 83 pitches. He left the rest to the bullpen, and the Timber Rattlers recorded a one-hit shutout with the only hit coming in the sixth inning. Ashby is a name to watch. Another name to watch, this one you already know about, Bryce Terang. Last year's first-round pick, he's in the midst of a nine-game hitting streak and has 14 hits over that stretch. Terang's average now is up to 306 on the year. Let's go to Class A Advance. Carolina, the Mudcats are 11-9. Noah Zavalas is a young arm that you should pay attention to. That was the other arm in the Domingo Santana trade. Remember, Ben Gamble and Noah Zavalas came back to the Brewers in that deal. And Zavalas, a Harvard grad, threw seven innings of one-run ball on Wednesday in the Mudcats, lost to Myrtle Beach. Keep an eye on right-handed pitching prospect Drew Rasmussen as he threw two and two-thirds innings, gave up a run on Tuesday. This is a guy that played his college ball at Oregon State. He had an injury, and so some people stayed away. He was a first-round type of talent. Brewers took him in the draft, and he is looking very strong. He is throwing in the upper 90s. We're talking 98, 99. He's got a low 90s breaking ball. Uh, This is a guy that could quickly move through the Brewers organization, and he's getting some rave reviews right now. Double-A Biloxi. They're 11-9, and it's been Weston Wilson's week to talk about. He's hit five home runs this year. All five have come this week. It's incredible what he's been able to do. Right-handed pitcher Trace Shupak was named the Southern League Pitcher of the Week for the week of April 15th through the 21st. Shupak takes home the honor after two scoreless starts during the week against Pensacola and Jacksonville. Shupak is a guy that uh, got to double-A at the end of last year, had mixed results, but that's kind of been the trend with him. Every time he gets promoted, maybe mixed results for the first month or two, then he figures it out, and then he gets rolling. Well, he's rolling right now for Biloxi. In AAA San Antonio, the missions are 10-8. and 8. Thomas Jenkins just per- recently promoted from AA Biloxi. He tossed five scoreless innings while allowing just one hit on Sunday. Keston Hira, he has five home runs. He's driven in 13, and he's hitting 294 on the year. Keston Hira really doesn't have any problem hitting the baseball. And Tyrone Taylor... Remember, he was a big talk of town in spring training, had a very good spring training. He's having a good start to his year in AAA. He's hitting 308, three home runs, 
and 12 RBIs for the missions. Here's what's on tap. All right, as we check out what's on tap, it is up to all of us to bring the energy to Miller Park as the Brewers work toward big goals in 2019. So you got to be at Miller Park as the crew closes out April with a can't-miss four-game tilt against the Rockies. That begins Monday the 29th. It rolls through Thursday the 2nd. Four games between these two teams, NLDS rematch. Here's what's going on during the series. Monday, that's a 6.40 start. Miller High Life Monday, Terrace Reserve tickets for just $6, courtesy of Miller High Life. Tuesday, April 30th, that's at 6.40. Wednesday, the 1st of May, that's at 6.40. And then Thursday, May the 2nd, that is a 12.10 contest. Kids and seniors discount day, kids 14 and under. And senior 60-plus save 50% on tickets. To see the complete series schedule and book your tickets, visit Brewers.com slash tickets. Going to be a fun week when we get back to Miller Park. The longest homestand of the season is on the horizon. We hope you've had a great time following the crew this week. Hopefully the Brewers can get some W's in the Big Apple. I'm Lane Grindle. Have a great week, everybody. Brewers! Brewers! Come on, Brewers!